radar, this is not a social function. It's probably the most serious meeting I've ever had to call. This is going to take all of my resources to guide us through these rocky waters. This will be a real test of my leadershipmanship. New sleeping arrangements by order of Corporal O'Reilly Housing Officer. Where did you get that wood, soldier? My sister sent it to me, sir. Oh. Captain. Captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better keep the brass monkeys in the night. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me today are my good buds, Simon. Gentlemen. And Al. Hello. Today we're going to be discussing episode 21 from season 2, titled Crisis. It's the 45th episode overall. It was directed by Don Weiss, written by Larry Gilbert and Lawrence Marks. Production code is K421, and the original air date is... February 9th, 1974. We're here, Colonel. Good. Just park your hiney. This better be important. Major Burns is very busy. If it's important. He certainly hopes so. These senseless meetings have wasted enough of his time. You're in very good voice today, Frank. Be sure to wind him up for the question period. Hi, Henry. Skull session? Where's Pierce? It'll be long in a minute. He's giving a nurse mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Yeah. Ten hut! Oh, come on, Pierce. Can the tomfoolery. <laughs> morning, Father. Good morning. Comfortable? Yes. This your first flight? All right, people. I'm going to give it to you straight. Starting right here now, we're all going to have to put our shoulders to the wheel, our noses to the grindstone. We've got to hunker down and pull together. All for one and one for all. Welcome to the Henry Blake Cliché Festival. I happen to be serious, McIntyre. And stop talking in samplers. Our supply line's been cut. Who did that? The other side, Frank. We can't do everything ourselves. And the plot summary for this episode. During a cold spell, the supply lines of the 4077th have been cut, forcing the rationing of food, medical supplies and fuel. Everyone's sleeping quarters are also rearranged in order to conserve heat. This crowds certain areas, such as the swamp, which makes it for a tricky slumber party. That's less of a party and more of a stressful night of nuisance. (laughs) (laughs) It's galling to hear officers ridicule command. I'm not an officer. Two guys from the draft board caught me with a big butterfly net. There you go. There's your lounge lizard at war. Hold it. That one I gotta write down. We've all had it too good too long. What would have happened in 1776 if the Minutemen on their way to Concord had stopped to worry about toilet paper? So we would have had independence ten minutes later. All right, people, let's put a lid on the bickering. We're all in this together. I think this entire unit should go on immediate red alert. Now, that makes good sense. I would make it conditional, however. On what? On what does red alert mean? Emergency situation, drastic measures, distribution of power. Watch it, Henry. This is how they got the czar. 
I know what to do, Pierce. Here you go, Radar, give me this here clipboard I got here. All right, during this situation of, uh... Red alert. Red alert? The following people will be in charge of these things that they'll, uh, that they'll be in charge of. Uh, fruit, vegetables, assorted food. Major Frank Burns. Here, sir! He could have fooled me. Burns will be in charge of conservation, distribution, and the possible rationing of food. Captain McIntyre, heat and electrical power. Captain Pierce, maintenance and general service and supplies. Major Houlihan, you will look after the nurses. Margaret, I'll trade you my maintenance for your nurse looking after. Down, Pierce. Okay. Now, Radar will be the housing officer. Now, before this is over, we may have to double up or triple up to save heat. Radar will decide who sleeps with who. Radar, I'd like to see you right after the meeting. What's my assignment, Skipper? Oh, uh, Father Mulcahy, of course. Uh, ah, you'll be in charge of morale. Yeah, we had just a few guest stars in this episode. We had Jamie Farr reprising his role as Corporal Maxwell Q. Klinger. And once again, we have William Christopher as Father Francis Mulcahy. Jeff Maxwell returns as Igor Stulaminski. And Kelly Nakahura returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamoto. Radar. Sir? I want to dictate an order. Radar, uh, am I getting taller or is the room shrinking? Uh... Uh, somebody cut the legs off, sir. Oh, that's dirty pool. Uh, well, they'll burn anything to keep warm, sir. I know, but to cut off a man's legs and steal his drawers for... Okay, take an order. Uh, we're out of paper, sir. They burn that, too? Well, uh, not right off. All right, who wants to start? You want to start us off, Al, with this episode? What'd you think? Uh, I liked it. Um, I thought it, you know we're, we're back to uh, a more uh, traditional type fun episode. Uh, not not a lot of highbrow stuff, but uh, a pretty good episode. A lot of fun interaction. Uh, I think my favorite, of course, my favorite part of this show is, or this episode is when uh, Henry's desk starts slowly disappearing <laughs> because I think McLean Stevenson does a spot on job of reacting to this. He, it's just so funny. Uh, and then at the end when it's just basically a desktop on the floor, <laughs> it's just, I love that scene. Um, the one thing that I did find kind of humorous, uh, you know, towards the end when they're all bunking together in the, uh, in the swamp is how Frank, his only issue is sleeping with an enlisted man. He's not concerned about the fact that that enlisted man is in drag, but yeah. he doesn't want to be seen with an enlisted man. I thought that was kind of funny, but, uh, you know, yeah, other really than that, I, I enjoyed the yeah. episode. Yeah. How about you, uh, Meds? Yeah, exactly the same as what Al said. Nice to have a, an episode that raises a smile on my face instead of a grimace. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 love, I love the scenes inside uh, Swamp. Uh, I think it's fantastic. It would have been interesting to see um, how they filmed that because obviously it's, uh, the, the tent's not that big with the open back. Uh, um, but yeah, Father Mulcahy, he's in this. Uh, I think he does a great, a great turn in this episode as well, uh, you know, given as much as he gets with all of the guys in the tent. Uh, yeah, as Al says, McLean Stevenson really doing well with the humorous scenes with that desk and the, the fact that it ends with it just on the floor really, really uh, 
really made me smile on that one. No, I, this is a, a welcome return on form for MASH. Yeah, I totally agree. It was nice after those three kind of bombs that we had in a row to finally get a fun episode. And I just, I enjoyed the camaraderie between all the actors because they're all in small, confined areas. And it was just fun to watch their interaction and all of them working together, um, even with the girls, you know, because you had uh, Hulahan with all the nurses in one mm-hmm. of the tents. Um, it was just fun. It's a, I love watching everyone work off each other because normally, you know, when, you, when, you, when we have scenes, it's normally two people or maybe three people working off each other. But this one had the entire group, you know, stuck in a little tent on top of each other. Uh, and, you know, and Henry having to go to the bathroom constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every hey, time it that was ain't mentioned, funny. Yeah. When you get a certain age, it happens. Yeah, I, to- <laughs> I totally agree. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, I really, I, you know, it was, because you know this must happen to them a lot, that their supply lines get cut off, and they have to ration stuff. And, you know, it was funny to, to think that they were going around taking what wasn't nailed down. They were burning it for, right. you know, heat. Mm. And plus it's cold on top of on top of it. I don't know how cold uh, Korea is during that time, but... It looks like it's really, really cold because they're always freezing. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to actually know what the, the weather was like there. I think it just, just out of curiosity. Yeah, because, I mean, they have a, some of those episodes that deal with cold. You know, there's no snow, so you know it's not snow cold, but it still looks like it's freezing to these people. Yeah. Right. You know? Uh, of course, they have no breath, which is, you know, I mean, I understand it's done in a studio, but still. Uh, oh, and that's probably the only downside to... Some, I noticed on a couple of these episodes where it's, it goes from, um, you know, the, the location placed by you, Kenny, um, to suddenly in the studio. And sometimes that backdrop is atrocious. It really oh, yes. Is. Oh, it's, it's just this. Yeah, I know what you're oh. talking about. There was a scene where Father uh, were playing, was playing football. Was that in this That's episode? That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, my so. God. And the gr- two girls are on the back and they're watching as he gets tackled. And you just look at that background. You're like, oh, that's just it's cringeworthy. Yeah, and you don't, I don't understand. I mean, I, I mean, you know, you've been there. I don't understand why they just don't, you know, why don't they yeah. stay, if they're there, why don't they just film it there all the time, you know? It would Probably be lighting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I suppose, you're, you're yeah. right. You can control the weather. You can control everything inside a studio rather than being outside in the, in the elements. Yeah. But it doesn't add that richness of being outside in the elements. No. You know, you have to deal with crappy paintings of backgrounds. Mm. I know they made some of the... Uh, some of the planet sets from the original Star Trek look really good. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies you know, you, to anybody who did do the painting on the. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. If you did, you just yeah. insulted your work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but for the most part, it's fine. I never noticed it, but this particular scene, I don't know if it was a. There was a. I don't know. I don't know why, but it just stood out as being, uh, you know, a painting. Yeah, the backdrop. So. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. And like uh, Med said, it was a nice change of pace to finally laugh a lot and, and enjoy an episode. I guess I'm your bunk buddy for tonight. Uh, welcome aboard, Father. This is quite a hotel you have here. This is where the Ritz hit the fan. Well, where do I sleep? On anything that doesn't move. And if you pray in your sleep, please try to mumble. Of course. Well... Guess I'll just brush my teeth now and hit the old sack. Uh, Roger, Father. Hi. This is where I'm supposed to be tonight. I'm not so sure. You either need an escort or you have to wear a necktie. Where do I park it? You like to read at night? Yeah. 
take the card next to Frank. He gives off a glow. That one right there. Oh, I never slept in an officer's tent before. We'll try to be kind. Oh. 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 Chicky, the house dick. What's the idea of the gun, Frank? It's classic. The enemy cuts off your supply lines, lets you get cold and hungry, and then they go right for your soft underbelly. That's why the rifle fella. Just like you to panic, Frank. Who's panicking? Well, do you see anybody else pressing the soft underbelly button? <laughs> What's he doing in here? Sharing our tent. Not on your Nelly. You won't catch me sleeping with an enlisted man. Frank. Hmm. Just wrap yourself in the flag and go to sleep. And don't get in bed with that gun. That's an order. A captain can't give a major an order. Then it's a threat. Well, that's different. This was a great war till you guys showed up. Colonel Blake's party. Ah, oh, we have your reservation, sir. A single bed for yourself and a cradle for your son. Par har. Well, let's not have a lot of tongue wagging in here tonight. Which bed should I take, sir? Oh. Well, let me face away from everybody, Radar, on account of my snoring. Oh, lovely. Henry, you're joking. Joking? <laughs> I could be on the Olympic snoring team. Uh, I snored the siding half off of my house. Oh. I even got a fan letter once from the seismograph people at Fordham. How are we supposed to sleep with that? Well, if it gets too bad, just do what my wife does. What's that? Hold me close. <laughs> oh, rats. I have to go to the sandbox. All right, it's time for Behind the Scenes. And once again, we have some very slim pickings. I managed to find just one. So here it is. In the opening scene, there is a reference to mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. CPR was invented by an Austrian surgeon, Peter Safar. He didn't finish medical school until 1948 and hadn't begun teaching the technique of CPR until the late 50s to early 60s, after the Korean War had ended. Mouth-to-mouth -mouth wouldn't have been a term used in this time frame. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little slip-up. It's probably so close to, you know, when it actually was invented that they didn't think people would catch it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uninhibited nurse interested in Nietzsche, Freud, Beethoven, and pre-Columbian art will spend evening with anybody with five pieces of wood. Hungry, cold, tired of it all, come to tent nine. Change into something comfy. Put on mask and wait. No appointment necessary. All right, so uh, it's time for trivia. Yay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is oh, great. That's the kind of reaction I want. Yeah, just falsehood. <laughs> all right, here we go. <laughs> All right, uh, Hawkeye was in desperate need for a pair of boots and was willing to make any sort of deal to get them. You guys remember that episode? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Meds, what was the dentist's name and what did he want? Oh, uh, you know, we only just recorded this. I'm not even going to cheat and go back and look at our script. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to pass. Okay. It was Futterman. And he's in love with Tokyo and wanted a pass uh, to go to Tokyo. Yeah. 
Now, if you boys have any on it, you won't be going back to your script. <laughs> I'm not going back to my script, no. I don't know about uh, Al there. Uh, nope. I'm looking at my iPad, so uh, <laughs> it's it's way up there. Yeah, here's a question for you, Al. Who was the birthday cake for and who supplied it? Uh, the birthday cake was for Frank, and it was supplied by, I believe, Radar. And I think you are correct. Yes, you are correct. Boo. Okay, my question. What was the name of the nurse Radar wanted to date, and what did she want before she could go out with him? And I don't remember the nurse's name, but I do remember it was a hair dryer. Mm. Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, Murphy. very good. Yeah. Robocop. Robocop of the match world. <laughs> and uh, the question for our listeners, at what point did the deal collapse? So uh, if you know the answer, go ahead and email that to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Once again, we want to know at what point did the deals collapse? And I really feel that we girls have held up our end of this critical situation in true blue American fashion. When this is over, I will personally send in a commendation for those of you who have acted in the Yankee doodlist manner. Good night, girls. Good night, Major. Good night, Major. Klinger, out! All right, you can find MASH 4077 Podcast all over the Internet. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter, and we're at MASH 4077 Podcast. And you can follow the hosts at Twitter. I am at GeekyFanboy. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mets. And I am at Tales Podcast. And our website is www.mash4077podcast.com. We also have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And uh, our email address for all our correspondence, including the trivia questions, is mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And our terrific MASH online store can be found at www.zazzle.com forward slash MASH 4077 podcast. Also, if you could please leave us reviews at iTunes. We love getting reviews. We love hearing from our listeners. And it also throws us into charts and just brings more notoriety to our podcast. So we'd appreciate it if you'd go over to iTunes, type in MASH 4077 podcast, and leave us a five-star review. Hi. Klinger, you promised to be home by 10. Major Houlihan threw me out of the nurse's tent. She found out I was a man. You got to get up pretty early in the morning to fool Major Houlihan. I'm sorry, Bob. I'm coming through. Look out, folks. Bring back a copy of tomorrow's New York Times. Oh, that's very funny, McIntyre. Maybe there's a review of the war. Just our luck. It'll be a hit and we'll be here for five years. Just go to sleep, will you? Radar, save my place. Yes, sir. Hey, let's everybody go to sleep fast before he comes back. Did you believe that snoring he did last night? Speaking of noise, why don't you shut your yaps? Martha, we're going to have to move. The people upstairs are impossible. Oh, knock it off, you foul balls. Now, now, fellows, this should be our finest hour. Father, your cross keeps sticking me. Oh, oh. Forgive me, son. Frank, why aren't you sleeping with a blanket? None of your beeswax. Everybody else is freezing. It's my metabolism. I'm hypothyroid. 
Very low blood pressure, very low body temperature. That comes from being dead for two years. Hey, his feet are hot. What are you doing with hot feet, Frank? His socks are hot, too. You keep your nose out of my socks. Hey, he's wired. Look, a battery. They're hunting socks. I got a bra like that. Maybe I'll sleep in the nurse's tent. What am I saying? Why don't you share some of that heat, Frank? Don't you dare unplug me! Hey, what the hell's going on? Frank's tootsies are wired and he won't share them. His what? They're hunting socks, sir. At this hour? I don't think I'll get the bingo card set up for breakfast. Take off his socks. Oh, for crying out loud. Mother, it's cold out there. Want my stove? Oh, well, thank you, my son. We're desperate, Frank! Yeah, give us your socks! No! Well, then put your feet in my pocket for an hour. Are you crazy? Give me your toe, Frank. Let me hug your ankle. Uh -huh. Hey, 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 now, come on. Let's not turn into animals. Give me that back! All right, that's going to do it for this episode 21, Crisis of Season 2. I think we all enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was a, a good one. I enjoyed it. I don't care about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, until next time, I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. And I'm Dr. R. Quincy, M.E. <laughs> and we'll be seeing you. You know, there are people at the Alamo still waiting for supplies. Oh, great, great, great. The boys are marching. Poker. Major? Yes, Doctor. You're dedicated to the sanctity of human life? Of course. Blowing my ear. What? I'm so cold, I think my pilot's gone out. 3 0 chromic. 3 0 chromic. I don't know whether to close this patient or crawl inside him. Sir? I got some great news. Well, tell me what it is and then burn it. Well, a regimental called. Collect, right? No, they sent us a ton of stuff, a whole truck full. Oil, warm clothes, steaks, hot dogs, hamburgers, firewood, everything we need. <laughs> yeah, all right, settle down, people. That stuff will be out there waiting for us. First things first, forceps. <laughs> I told you the army would come through. Mm, right again, Frank. My one regret is I didn't live to see it. Medicine bomb scissors. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. And I'm Brent Barrett. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. Where we discuss sci-fi and genre shows currently on television and some from the past. We're fans just like you. So join us in our water cooler and back porch discussions of your favorite shows. And strangely enough, you can find us online at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. Be seeing you. Wait a minute. Isn't that what Bester says on Babylon 5? Maybe. I never watched Babylon 5. What? So you're a sci-fi geek who missed one of the best shows ever? Hey, hey, no details, no spoilers. I'm still catching up on DVD myself. Besides, we're not really experts or critics. We kind of think of ourselves more like guides or sci-fi Sherpas. I don't carry anyone's luggage, though. And yeah, me either. We're what we like to call the viewer's digest for genre TV. Yes, we're interested in the conversation shows generate. And speaking of sci-fi Sherpas, where would you find one of those? Mmm, Craigslist? Oh... See what I have to deal with? Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. 
If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. Hey everybody, and welcome to Forgotten Flicks. I'm Joel, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host Jason. The whole point of the Forgotten Flicks podcast, the idea behind it, was that we wanted to create something, a mouthpiece for fans of movies from the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, the movies that we all grew up with. This was one of the worst movies I've seen in a long You are full of crap. Are you being serious? I will never, ever see him as anything else but uh, Edgar the cockroach guy from Men in Black. Full Metal Jacket. I love his his playing that Edgar role in Men in Black was hilarious. Who do you think you are all of a sudden? I can't believe you hate this movie. Everything is so contrived. Painfully, so I'm just going to read through my notes. And whether you remember the movies or you forgot about them or maybe you never even heard of the movies we're talking about, the point is that we're all keeping the memories of the movies we love alive. Find us on iTunes or ForgottenFlicks.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. CPR was invented by an Austrian surgeon, Peter Saroff. Sar- Safar?